LeBron and the Lakers are making the playoffs this season. But I'm not giving credit to anyone who made that prediction before the season started. somebody's instrumental from YouTube, you know, the whole trademark copyright type thing, and yeah, so I probably run into that, so a big huge shout out to him for that, and for actually coming up with the name Sterles World about five, six years ago, it's an inside running joke we have, um, but yeah, he definitely came up with the name a couple years ago, and it's just stuck, and um, never got rid of it, so thank you, thank you to him for that. And the other one goes out to Walter Carter Jr. Um, he works for Fox News. Yeah, that Fox News. So last week I was at a job fair in D.C. It was hosted by Howard University. So I'm walking around, and it's a journalism job fair. And I'm walking around, and I'm scooping the different tables, seeing who I want to sit down and talk to and whatnot. I walk past the Fox News channel table, and originally I wasn't going to sit down there. Until I walked by and I saw that there were two black females sitting there as their representatives. That really caught my eye. So I took the time to go ahead and sit down and talk to them. And uh, after telling them my story and background and everything, they had a third guy there. And they he walked up to the table and they introduced me to him. And this is Walter. And they said, uh, he's really into sports. And we sat and talked for about 10 minutes. And after him listening to my story and background and everything, he looked at me and he said, do you have a podcast? I was like, no. He's like, why not? I said, I did one about two years ago, but I really didn't like the quality of it. I was putting something out that I didn't like the quality of with my name on it. And um, he looked at me and he said, no, do a podcast. It was one of those things where it's like, He's telling you, but he's not telling you, but he's telling you. And so he said, yeah, do a podcast. If you you not doing a podcast is a waste of your talent. He said, in the two years since you've stopped doing it, so many people have come up with so many different podcasts and projects. And it's the longer you wait, the more behind the eight ball you get. Said you need to do a podcast. And he gave me his business card. And on the back of his business card, he wrote his personal cell number. And uh, he said, I expect to hear from you. So a week later, it's the first episode of Sterl's World. 
So once one more time, a big huge shout out and thank you to both Jew and Walter at Fox News for uh, helping me and inspiring me to take this step. Now on to the reason why we're here. Let's talk some sports. Starting with um, the weekly report, and we'll go to uh, North Carolina, where Duke and UNC play tomorrow night. And everyone knows Zion hasn't played since the last time Duke and North Carolina met, at least for 36 seconds uh, before his shoe busted. And um, earlier this week, Coach K said Zion's in the last portion or the last part of his rehab recovery process from that knee injury. Um, He's doubtful to play tomorrow night as he prepares to get ready for the ECC and the NCAA tournament. Um, If he does play tomorrow, I think he comes out, he drops like 30 and Duke wins easily. If he doesn't play tomorrow, I think we see a lot of what we saw in the first UNC Duke game. Um, Duke with and without Zion is two completely different teams Um, to the point where if Zion plays in the NCAA tournament, you go ahead and you do your brackets this year, write Duke down as a national champion first, and then fill the rest of your bracket out. It's that easy to figure out. Um, when Duke has played this season with their full lineup completely healthy, they're 26-1. and one. That only loss came in the Maui Invitational back in November. I was on a neutral court. It was their third game in three days. I was against Gonzaga, who is the number one team in the country right now. And they lost by one possession at the buzzer. When Duke has a full lineup that's completely healthy, they are the best team in the country, and it's not even close. Now, if Zion doesn't go for the tournament, if he has played his last game in a Duke uniform, this year's March Madness is probably going to be one of the most wide open and exciting we've ever seen. I think it'll be exciting either way, but it'll definitely be one of the most wide open we've ever seen. Um, there's just so many teams that could or could not win it this year. Um, parity. Parity is a big thing in college basketball this year, and I think it's going to be really fun to watch when the brackets come out on March 17th. Speaking of shoes, shoes LeBron wore Wednesday night when he broke uh, or passed Jordan on the scoring list. Those were nice. Probably the only nice thing about that night. Um, he breaks the record in the second quarter, or he passes Jordan in the second quarter on an and one. And the celebration was so lack thereof. Um... Anybody who didn't watch it, it lasted 30 seconds, maybe less. He gets the end one. He stands by himself. Takes some time to soak in the moment. All his teammates, at least that are on the court with him, will come up to him, dap him up, say congratulations. 30 seconds later, he's on the free throw line, shooting his end one free throw. Um, Steve Javi, as soon as the foul happened, he grabbed the ball and he's standing under the hoop. Ready for LeBron to shoot his free throw. There was no pause in the game. There was no 
break. He didn't keep the ball. Um, opponents, players on the opposing team for that night, didn't come over and congratulate him. There was no spectacle made of it. It was just, okay, it happened. Keep it moving. We got a game. Everything that I said didn't happen, did happen, when Kobe accomplished the same feat, which was at the Staples Center that night as well. And I think part of that may go to Kobe playing his whole career in L.A. This is LeBron's first season there. Um, the other part of it, and I may be off on this, but I'm just taking a guess here. Maybe for LeBron, yeah, it's a big accomplishment, and he understands the value of it. But for him, maybe his goal is to pass Kareem. Maybe that's when he'll really, you know, make a scene of it, I guess. And I don't know if it was his choice or not to not make it a big spectacle Wednesday night. Um, when Kobe did it, where he was in his career, you pretty much knew he wasn't going to be passing anyone else on the list. He knew once he passed Jordan, that was about as high on the list he was going to get. Um, so maybe that played into it. But it was just very, very disappointing um, when it happened. That on top of how bad the game was. Uh, the game was over in the first quarter to the point where I watched it because I wanted to see LeBron pass Jordan. But after that, I was ready to turn the game off. I mean, I think at one point in the first quarter, I tweeted, can LeBron hurry up and get these 13 points so I can find something else to watch? Because watching Lakers games is just not entertaining, um, especially with how poorly they're playing. And um, with that said, I think we all know by now they're not going to make the playoffs. However, everyone who said before the season, no, they're still not going to make the playoffs, LeBron doesn't matter, and I'm talking about Lakers fans too that I heard say this, no, LeBron doesn't matter, they're still not going to make the playoffs, he's not Kobe, this and that, that and this. Let me remind everyone, when LeBron was healthy before the injury on Christmas, the Lakers were as high as fourth in the West. LeBron missed a quarter of the season. Rondo's been in and out with the injuries. Lonzo's been in and out with the injuries. Brandon Ingram's been in and out with the injuries. Kuzma missed the last game with an injury. Lance missed games with an injury. That's six right there. That's half your team. If you told me before the season they were going to go through this many injuries, including LeBron missing a quarter of the season, I'd agree and I'd say, nah, they might not make the playoffs in the West. But for everyone who said they wouldn't make the playoffs, you didn't take that into account. You said that one because either you're a Kobe Sam to your LeBron hater, or three, you just don't know basketball. And for me, I don't fall any under any of those three categories. 
I do think LeBron is the greatest of all time. However, I put an asterisk next to it because I really didn't get to watch Jordan play in his prime. Kobe. <laughs> I liked watching Kobe play. I hated Kobe, though, because how much he won. It was one of those. I was hating his greatness, and I really didn't appreciate it until it was too late. So, no, I'm not a Kobe fan. In three, I know my basketball. I know my sports. Don't ever try to cross me like that. So, for that reason, I'm not apologizing to anyone I argued with before the season who said, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. This team was fully healthy. Of course, injuries happen throughout the season. That's part of the game. And LeBron self-proclaiming himself as the greatest of all time while still playing the game, him doing that, you kind of take away a lot of your uh, excuses or you take away a lot of sympathy that people may have for you. So I'm not making excuses for LeBron. I'm not making excuses for the Lakers. However, what I'm saying is when the NFL season starts, you make your Super Bowl prediction, you're not going to say, oh, well, if Tom Brady doesn't get hurt, then I'll pick the Patriots. No one can predict injuries because that's part of the game. That's how it happens. It happens in an instant. Nobody expected this to happen. I said LeBron will get a ring in, the next, in his four years in L.A., and I'm still sticking to that. Yes, I expected them to make the playoffs this year. I also didn't expect all these injuries. Lonzo makes that team go. Whether you like it or not, Lonzo makes that team go. Whether you like LeVar Ball or not. He told us almost a year ago, LeBron and Lonzo are the key parts to that team. Get Luke Walton out of there. And that's all you need. Whether you like LeVar or not, as far as predictions he's made, there's only one way to describe it. Switching gears, um, I saw something on social media this week that really bothered me and really wasn't getting a lot of attention. So we're going to start a dialogue. Uh, Sydney LaRue, a lot of you guys probably don't know who, exactly who she is. She's a woman soccer player. Um, she plays for the Orlando Pride. And she recently won two gold medals with the U.S. national team um, in the 2020 Olympics, or sorry, the 2012 Olympics, in the uh, 2015 World Cup. Now, LaRue has a Canadian mother, American father. She grew up in Canada, so she started playing soccer in Canada, but she knew at an early age she wanted to uh, play for the U.S. team. So when she turned about 15, she got her first chance to get in the U.S. program. And with the World Cup, or the last World Cup that she won the gold medal win in 2015, that was in Canada. Her being on that team, she got a lot of harassment during that tournament. Um, put it simply Canadian fans were salty they felt that she was traded against the country uh, with her starting her soccer career in Canada 
and then going to play for the U.S. team. A lot of Canadians felt betrayed by her actions. Um, LaRue is married to Don Dreyer, who plays in the MLS. Um, he's actually one of the best players in the league. Um, and she's currently five and a half weeks pregnant with um, a baby girl. Now, training camp for the Women's Soccer League started um, this past week. And Sydney put a post on Instagram saying, I didn't think I'd be starting off preseason five and a half months pregnant. But here we are. To which mostly males went on and insulted her left and right. Um, saying stuff as well. It, She's stupid for this. Um, she doesn't know what she's doing. Why would she do that? Um, and that's just the nice stuff. Um, Cindy had a miscarriage last year. She put that up on Instagram. So she's actually pregnant for the third time. I don't think if someone had a miscarriage they would do anything that would endanger themselves or their child, even without a miscarriage. But to go through that pain and to go through everything she's gone through in her life to this point that I've mentioned, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot that's happened in her life that isn't public, so I didn't mention. Um, why would she put herself or the baby in that type of position? Um... Like I said, this happened on Monday, and she came back after all the insults came through. And um, she clarified, and she said uh, she doesn't do not she does no contact work, um, just ball work, getting touches in. She doesn't put herself in any position where the ball can ricochet or she can get hit. Um, she doesn't do any high intensity running, and she listens to her OB. Who knows more than people on Twitter telling her what she should be doing with her body. She also went on to say um, she hasn't, she's yet to respond to some of the ignorance. 99% of the people responding are males. And until you've pushed the baby out, you should probably sit this one out. Now for me, my biggest thing about this is... The world is bad enough as we know it right now um, in this country and outside of the country. Sports is one of those things everybody goes to like as a relief, as an escape from the real world. While sports is the real world, um, for those two, three hours you're sitting in front of the game, watching it, enjoying it, cheering, you forget about all the problems. Let's not make sports another problem in the world. Let's let athletes and everyone else do as they wish while we sit and enjoy. Because there's a reason we're sitting and enjoying and they're getting paid to actually participate. Congratulations, you played yourself. Double congratulations are in order for Antonio Brown and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not only are you the first pair to win this award, you both played yourselves. Um, 
starting with the Steelers, you're going to lose your two best players this offseason. From a team that didn't make the playoffs last year and one of the toughest divisions in the league, the Steelers should probably look at blowing it up. They handled the Le'Veon Bell situation terribly. And while AB does need to be traded, that's universally known. The way they've handled, especially over this past week, has been terrible. To try to strong arm teams into getting a deal done by today, they said it was their deadline. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. You don't have the leverage. Yeah, you got the player. But you've already announced he's not going to be in a Steelers uniform next year. So, for you guys, it's a matter of, we trade them. Nobody does a trade with us, because we know he's not going to be in a Steelers uniform next year, so we wait for him to get cut, which means you get nothing back for one of the best receivers in the game. Or, he stays a Steeler, but he just doesn't touch the field next year, which means you're paying him for nothing. When you're in a situation where you're the team that has to get the trade done, you can't strong arm. You have to take what's offered, keep it moving. Like I said, yeah, he's one of the best receivers in the league, but you've lost leverage. And the way you've handled it when you've lost leverage, it's not gone well. As for Antonio Brown, this guy's a joke. I mean, from the blonde mustache to the fake news after the Bills trade was announced last night. That whole thing was hilarious. I just don't know what he wants at this point. I don't know if he knows what he wants at this point. Come on, you make statements saying you don't need football. You've got enough money in the bank. Uh, You can stop playing whatever you want. Um, If that's the case, then why not retire? Yeah, you love the game, but if you love the game that much, going to Buffalo isn't an issue because you still get to play the game. So I think he needs to really sit down and figure out what exactly he wants. Because Buffalo, I guess you would have had Josh Allen, a young quarterback with a strong arm to throw you the ball. But he better hope at this point he gets into San Francisco with that offense, especially once Garoppolo's healthy, or Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers tossing him the ball. Because outside of those two destinations right now, all the teams that have pulled out and said, no, we're no longer interested, he's really dug himself old. And when you talk too, too much, you start to play yourself. A, B, and the Steelers, congratulations. You played yourselves. All right, this is the part of the show where we um, look ahead to what's coming up in the next week in sports, and there's a lot. Uh, Starting off tomorrow night, we got three huge basketball games, two in college, one in the NBA. Uh, We'll start with the NBA game. The Celtics take a trip out to L.A. to face the Lakers. And the only reason I'm mentioning this game is because of how entertaining and how good the first game was. 
when Rondo hit the buzzer meter in Boston. Um, I don't think tomorrow night's game will live up to that same excitement level. But after playing a game that exciting, it's hard not to tune in. Um, as far as the Lakers, this is my last note on them. Seven of their remaining 17 games are national TV games. The NBA should look into what the NFL does and start to flex out of some of those games. Because at this point, nobody wants to watch them. They're not making the playoffs. They can't. They're not healthy. Why are seven out of the next 17 or seven out of their last 17 on national TV? We'll watch tomorrow's game for the reasons I said. And after that, there's no other game on the schedule that makes me say, ooh, I need to stay up and watch that I'm on to the college games. There's a double header tomorrow night on ESPN starting at 6. Duke and UNC that I mentioned before. A little bit of breaking news that broke while I was recording. Coach K says Lion is doubtful for tomorrow night. They'll make a final decision tomorrow. However, he will not be doubtful for the ACC tournament. He's going to be a full go next Thursday when they play their first game. So that's that on that. As for the Michigan-Michigan State game, that's going to be another really good one. Um, They played a couple weeks ago. Michigan State went to Michigan, pulled off the upset. Um, Both of these games are going to be highly impactful into seedings going into uh, next week's conference tournament. Speaking of... This may be the best round of conference tournaments all around that we've gotten in years. Um, The Big East will be highly competitive. The SEC come down to Kentucky and Tennessee. That's going to be great. Um, The Big Ten will be Michigan State, Michigan. We've got to look out for Purdue in that tournament as well. Um, The Big 12, you just don't know this year. It could be Iowa State. It could be... Kansas State. It could be Kansas. Um, That may be the most wide open conference tournament this year. And of course, the ACC is going to come down to Virginia, North Carolina, or Duke. Um, Duke swept Virginia this year. Virginia swept North Carolina. After tomorrow, North Carolina will probably have swept Duke this year. Um, So those are going to be your top three seeds in the ACC, and it's going to come down to one of those three winning the ACC tournament. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun going into, uh, Selection Sunday on the 17th. You got free agency kicking off, NFL trades going on left and right before that kicks off, seeing where does Le'Veon Bell go, where does Antonio Brown end up, uh, do the Ravens resign C.J. Mosley. There's a lot of moving pieces, um, in the NFL. Fun time of year to watch that. Um... With all that said, um, that's going to wrap up our first episode of Sterling's World. Thanks to everyone who listened. Um, next week, the plan is to have our first guest on, so that'll be really fun. Um, we've been fighting uh, flu-like symptoms, that's what they call it this week. So I uh, had to fight through and get this one done for you guys. Um, but once again, I appreciate everyone who listened, like, share. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and SoundCloud. So like I said, uh, go ahead, like, or share, um, rate us five stars. If you do anything less than five stars, it's only one reason I can think of as to why.